Hey, hey, everybody. This is Dr. Patrice Buckner-Jackson, but you can call me PBJ. And this is the Heart Work with PBJ podcast. And I am so excited to come and share with you all. I'm always excited. Don't I say that every time? Because I mean it. I love sharing this, this time with you all. I love sharing this information and just sharing my heart. So thanks so much for taking the journey with me. Thanks so much for walking through this with me. Um, it is my honor. It's my honor to do life with you. Before we get into our topic today, as always, y'all know, if you're not following me on Instagram, what are you doing with your life? You're missing out on a spoonful of PBJ every Monday. That's your motivation. Your let's get it done. Let's get it started um, on every Monday through Instagram. So make sure you go grab that. Make sure you follow me at Dr. Patrice Buckner Jackson again at Dr. Dr. Patrice Buckner Jackson on Instagram. So you don't miss an announcement. You don't miss a spoonful. And of course, every Wednesday, we have a new episode of Heart Work with PBJ podcast to get a little bit deeper. Um, so that we're talking about, y'all know what we're talking about, disrupting these cycles of burnout for people who work from the heart. Um, you are my people. And I know I know that path. I know that life where you give everything to your work and everything to your job because it's important, um, but you end up losing yourself. So we are learning about how to do this work uh, without losing ourselves and everything that's important to us. So y'all stay on the journey. Come join us. Check us out every Wednesday for a new episode and let's get into it. Y'all ready? So last week, I talked to you about heart work and what it means to work from the heart. Um, and today, I want to start digging into this topic of burnout and what is it and how do we recognize the signs of burnout? I can tell you that so often, people who are struggling with burnout don't even realize that that's what it is. They may know they're tired. They may know they're stressed. They know that there's a lot going on, but they don't realize that it has it has made it um, to the level of stress where they need immediate intervention. Um, when you hit the point of burnout, you're beyond just stress. You're at the point where you need to do something about it because the cost is already starting to accumulate. By the time you hit burnout, you're already paying a cost that you're not willing to pay. And that is the time that we've got to intervene and we got to start doing something different. And that's why we talk about disrupting the cycles of burnout. Because not only do we want to get out of it this time, and we want to break what we're going through this time, but we also want to learn what we can do to live in a way that we don't constantly get back into burnout and into a new cycle and a new cycle and a new cycle. So we are disrupting those cycles here together. So I want to talk to you today about the signs of burnout and how you can recognize those signs. At the end of our episode 16, I told you that it's time for a reset. And the first step in this reset is recognizing the signs of burnout. So we're going to walk through those signs today, a few of them, and talk about 
about what they may look like in your life. Now, keep in mind, every person's different. Um, so your story may not be mine, may not be your neighbor's or your colleague's story. But through these signs, if you are truly struggling with burnout, you will recognize yourself um, in one or more of these. So how do I know I'm living in burnout? The first thing I want to talk about um, is exhaustion. Let's talk about exhaustion beyond tired, not just tired, but exhaustion. Y'all, there was a point in my life where I would literally run, run, run all day, get home, keep pushing, do what I got to do. And if I ever dared to sit on the couch or to sit on the side of the bed, I was asleep in seconds, gone. I could go from having a full conversation with my husband to completely sleep. And the reason why my body would just shut down and shut off is because I was exhausted. I could take a nap and wake up tired. I could sleep all night long and wake up exhausted because I wasn't truly resting. When I attempted to rest, when I was going through this burnout, when I attempted to rest, there were so many thoughts in my mind and so many thoughts just running through from to-do list um, to thinking about other people's troubles to thinking about challenges at work. It was constant, a constant running. And my mind was running so much that I had trouble disconnecting to get real, true rest. So in that season of life, I barely rested. I barely rested. I barely slept. I was just going through the motions. My body would just cut off, would just stop, and I would get some level of sleep and wake up and do it all over again. So pure exhaustion, not just tired, but you are truly exhausted, exhausted to the point where it's affecting your memory. Sometimes we can't remember simple things like a person's name or something we're supposed to do or something we're supposed to accomplish or even what was I about to do or what was I about to say. Have you ever been in that point where you went into a bedroom and you looked around like, why did I come in here? What was I about to do? Y'all, that's exhaustion. Your brain cannot function in its fullness if it cannot rest. Your brain cannot give you the very best that you are if there is no shutdown, if there's no real rest. So exhaustion costs you physically, but it also costs you productivity. You cannot be as productive when you are exhausted. You just can't do it. So exhaustion is a sign of burnout. Um, what I just talked about, you just can't turn your brain off. You know, you're just constantly thinking about things that need to be done. And it feels like you're never in the right place. So you're at work thinking about home and you're at home thinking about work. And there's just a constant running, running, running of thoughts throughout your head. That is a sign of burnout. And if you're not in burnout now, that will lead you to burnout. You got to find a way to cut those thoughts and really allow your brain to rest and to calm. Overwhelm 
just completely overwhelmed, emotionally drained. Um, I was talking to a group of our community the other night and we were talking about an emotion budget. You know, have you ever been in that point where you're going through something yourself and then you got to go serve people who are going through something? And the question was, how do I, how do I reserve energy for them when I'm exhausted of energy for my own emotions? So you are emotionally spent, emotionally drained. You just don't have enough to give. You can't take on one more person's burden or you can't take on one more person's problem. Emotionally spent, struggling with constant demands. We talked about reduced productivity, low energy, procrastination. You, you, you got to put it off because you can't even think about getting it done. Every time you go to try to get it done, you can't think clearly to get it done. So you just put it off and put it off and put it off. And y'all, you start to, um, you start to experience these effects in your body. So all of a sudden you're having headaches or you're feeling tension or stress in your neck or your back or your or your shoulders. So you're having soreness. Some sometimes there was a time y'all that I physically felt like I was working out. Like I physically felt like my back, my muscles, my legs, I would wake up in the morning sore like I had ran a marathon. Honey, I'm here to tell you that I did not run nobody's marathon. But I was so tense in my body that there was soreness throughout my body, headaches, high blood pressure, even digestive problems. You know, if, if you are a person who gets nervous in your stomach, then you carry that stress in your stomach. It would affect your eating. It will affect your digestive system. Um, you can't get the nutrients that you need because you can't settle your stomach. Um, and you can't figure out why you're always sick or why you always have the sniffles or why you keep picking up the cold or why the little headache won't go away or why you wake up with the headache every day. It's burnout. It's burnout. It's burnout. And I believe in visiting our doctor. I believe in, you know, if you need a medication, if you, if your doctor prescribes it to you, you and your doctor need to work that out. But I also believe that there are some things that we can do for ourselves to improve our health that have nothing to do with medication. I believe that sometimes medication is a band-aid for the real solution to the problem. I believe that the medication addresses the symptoms, but not always the root cause of the problem. Sometimes the root cause of the problem is you are burnt out. You're tired. You're exhausted. You are spent. And because of that, it begins to manifest in your body. And it happens before you know it, y'all. It overwhelms you before you know it because we're taught to grind. We're taught to work. We're taught to push. I got it. I can do it. You know, living for the weekend. If I can just get to Friday, if I can just get to Friday, just let me get to Friday. Or for me, because I work in an education system, we look forward to the breaks. If I can just get to spring break or if we can just get to summer. How many years have I said, if we can just get to summer, then that'll give us a little downtime and we can think clearly child every year, 
every year, if we can just get to summer, if we can just get to summer. And what I find is we feel our summers was supposed to be the downtime. We feel our summers to the capacity before you know it, it's fall semester again and we're running again. We never take the time to slow down. So we have these impacts in our body, in our spirit, in our emotions, and in our minds. This is burnout, my friends. You find yourself excessively frustrated or easily frustrated, especially if this is not in your normal personality or how you normally respond. And you find yourself just easily ticked off by the smallest thing, maybe somebody at work or maybe somebody at home or, you know, the the toys all over the toy room or, you know, a spouse or partner not doing something you need them to do. And immediately you are angry, not just a little frustrated, but you are angry. That's a sign that you are burnt out not being able to manage your emotions the way that you need to for home, work, or your life is a sign that you are burnt out. If you overreact, hear me when I say, if you are overreacting to the smallest things, then that is a sign that you are in burnout, my friends. Um, Even being a workaholic is sometimes a response. You know, instead of stopping like we need to stop, we keep pushing and we keep pushing and we keep pushing and we keep pushing. And that pushing adds to the burnout and doesn't help us recover. So we're talking about the signs of burnout today. I want to talk to you a little bit about compassion fatigue and what that means. Um, So compassion fatigue comes from or it's a result of constant exposure to the trauma of other people. So if you're in helping professions, if you are a nurse, especially right now, as we're dealing with COVID-19, if you are a doctor, even if you are a teacher and you're seeing the impacts of living through the pandemic of your students, or if you're a social worker or a pastor or so many, so many different professions, and you uh, normally interact with the trauma of other people, That can cause you to get to the point where you can no longer um, effectively process um, being exposed to that trauma. So a number of things might happen. You might start to blame the people who are going through the trauma and becoming increasingly frustrated with them. Um, So if you are a nurse and you are dealing with with dealing with patients who have complicating factors, maybe it's COVID-19 and high blood pressure or COVID-19 and heart disease. Yes, there's some responsibility, but you become even more frustrated um, and maybe even jaded against those people that you serve because of the trauma that you're constantly exposed to. Or you become you come to the point that you can't handle, you can't take on anybody else's uh, emotions or their trouble or their trauma. You're in compassion fatigue. You are the person who cares for other people, but you've taken in so much and you're taking on so much that you feel like you can't take anymore. And if we continue on that path, it can turn into secondary trauma. So now we start experiencing the emotions like the trauma happened to us. 
we start responding in a way and, and being impacted in a way where it's not someone else's trauma, but it's mine. You know, I remember when I was walking through burnout, my husband, Rev J, he would always say, he said, people will come and dump on you and they leave feeling better and you are left carrying their burden. So for days you feel heavy and you feel bad and they left that conversation three days ago and they feel great. And it was a spotlight to me because I never saw it that way. I saw it as my responsibility to carry everybody's stuff. I saw it as my responsibility to help them feel better, to help them get through. What I didn't see is the cost that I was paying for carrying their trouble. I did not see the the cost on my body and my mind and my spirit for taking on the trauma and the trouble of other people. So I had to learn how to be there and serve and minister and do all the things necessary, but not take it home with me. I had to learn how to genuinely, passionately love somebody through a situation without taking their situation on as my own. And we'll talk about that in another episode. But compassion fatigue is a real thing. Secondary trauma is a real thing. Sometimes what you're suffering from is not even your trouble. Sometimes what you're dealing with is not even your trauma. Sometimes it belongs to somebody else, but you've taken it on as your own. Y'all, if we continue on this path of burnout, we'll find ourselves losing interest and losing motivation for the work that we know we're called to do. The work that we've invested everything into, that we've been educated for, that we have the experience in, that we've invested so many years in, we will find ourselves losing the motivation to even show up and do the work anymore because of what it is costing us. And that causes a a crisis of identity, right? Because in one moment, we knew we were doing what we're supposed to do. And then all of a sudden, we've got questions about whether we're in the right place or not not. It's because of burnout. The confusion is coming from burnout, y'all. And it leads to this sense of failure. It leads to this sense of failure. Am I doing enough or am I enough? As hard as I work, as much as I give, this situation doesn't seem to be changing for whoever I serve. And in our minds, sometimes that means I'm not enough or I'm not doing enough. And that sense of failure will cause us to withdraw. It will cause us to isolate. It will cause us to walk away from the thing that we are truly called to do. And if we're not careful, if we're not careful, burnout will lead us to depression. It is not a game. It is not a plaything. And it is not a situation where we just need to keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing. Friend, at some point, you need to stop. And I'm not saying walk off your job. I'm not saying quit doing what you're doing. That's not to stop. I'm not talking about an escape. I'm talking about a stop. 
at some point, we have to stop and evaluate. And we got to do it differently. We have to do the work differently. We need you. We need you. We need compassionate nurses. We need compassionate teachers, guidance counselors, pastors, counselors, social workers. We need compassionate people. Shoot, hairstylists, barbers. How many stories do you take in on a daily basis while you're doing somebody's hair? How many people sit down in your chair and tell you their life story because they haven't had a chance to tell anybody else? We need passionate, compassionate people doing all of this work. But we, the passionate, compassionate people, need to learn how to do it better. We've got to learn how to do our work without allowing our work to take us out. And that's what we're talking about, y'all. That is our conversation. That's our journey here. So if you see yourself in any of these signs of burnout, I encourage you to stick with us. I encourage you to stay with these episodes, to join me on Instagram. But also, I encourage you to get some support. Think about counseling. It has done wonders in my life. Wonders in my life, y'all. Think about who supports you in your life. Not not you go serve them and you call them friend and that's fine, but who supports you? Who takes care of you? Who is your accountability to help you see when you are costing yourself or hurting yourself? We've got to change the tide. We've got to turn a corner. We must disrupt these cycles of burnout so that we can keep doing the hard work that we have been called to do, y'all. So let's do it. Let's do it. I want you to think about these signs of burnout. If you identify with any of these signs, take this journey with us. Take this journey with us. There's lots of stuff coming, y'all. I'm working on a community that we can all come together and work through this together. Um, I've got lots to teach and lots to share. I know this life. I've paid this price. And I also know what it means to live free of it and to serve free of it. And that's what I want for you. So y'all hang in there with me, all right? We're going to do this together. As always, my friends, you are powerful. You are significant. And you, you are loved. Love always. PBJ. (laughs) 